Put on my blue suede shoes and I boarded the plane. Touchdown in the land of the Delta Blues, in the middle of the pouring Welcome to episode 289 of Canada's Pinball Podcast. I'm your host, Canada. Um, this is going to be a short and sweet podcast for a couple reasons. One is I'm going to Ireland tonight with Brenda to celebrate a friend's wedding. Super excited. I love going to Ireland. Um, awesome, awesome place. Um, so I have to pack. Okay. The other reason why this is going to be a short and sweet podcast is I heard your feedback on the uh pinball thread on Pinside Around Pinball Podcast. And I know you guys like short and sweet podcasts. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna give you your wish on this episode. Um, I wanna say that overall I really appreciated that thread because I think it showed that a lot of you out there enjoy this podcast and you enjoy the format, you enjoy that it's entertaining and I'm glad because that's why I do this show. And the feedback helps me make this show better. So I'm here to announce a few things, a few changes to Canada's Pinball Podcast moving forward because I do, I want all of you to to enjoy the show and not ever get an episode where you're like cringing or listening to it in double speed or whatnot. So I'm here to announce that we're no longer going to do Canada's Master the the way we do it. Now, my master is a real person, that's not me. So when that individual emails me very insightful and articulate comments on the pinball industry and hobby, I will find a better way to communicate that where I'm not slowing down the show like that, all right? Tony Montagna, the most polarizing guest I've ever had, my my crazy alter ego personality. We will no longer do full Tony Montagna episodes, all right? He may sneak in a joke here or there, but that's going to be it, all right? I will also not ask you guys to donate to my Patreon page. You know it exists. If you want to donate, I am thankful. I'm glad to all those who do. Um, but yes, we are not in this to make money. No one is. All right. It's it's not why I do the pinball podcast. All right. Anything else? Um, I think that's about it. I think that's about it. I also, you know, will spend more time trying to line up good interviews for you guys. It's not that people won't come on the show. It, it isn't. It, it, it's just I haven't had as much time as I would like to get some of your guests on the show. Okay? Now, I want to say this. I appreciate all the other pinball podcasts that are out there. I saw some other pinball podcasts say some like negative stuff or try to put up information to call me names and hypocrites. And th- Look, look. I appreciate what everyone does. I am not here to personal attack anyone else's shows. I think you should listen to the pinball podcast you enjoy, all right? And everyone's doing their unique thing. They're doing it the way they want to do it. And all of us out there are making no money doing this. So it doesn't need to get into like a nasty place of personal attacks, okay? So I just wanted to say that because I was reading some of this stuff and I I don't know why. I don't know why Um, you don't need to make someone else's show look bad for yours to look good, all right? Okay, all right, okay. So let's do what we do best. Let's talk about pinball news on this episode of Canada's Pinball Podcast. So first thing I wanna talk about going down a list is Kingpin is being remade. We know this, we saw it at Texas Pinball Festival. 
the game looks like an exact replication of Kingpin from yesteryears. And we all know the story of Kingpin, right? Only like eight out in the wild. Games are selling for like thirty to $50,000. And it's a title that was a grail game for collectors, um, a Capcom game. It, it, it didn't make the cut. When Capcom went under, Kingpin suffered its fate, okay? It's being remade. Now, the question is, when are we going to get it? But the biggest question is, who's going to manufacture Kingpin? And that question is now on the table. And the companies that are being thrown out, not thrown out like thrown out, but like put out on the table as possible manufacturers of Kingpin are Stern, Chicago Gaming Company, and American Pinball, all right? Now, I know there's some debate around, well, who would do a better job making the game? And at this point, it's kind of like the game is made, the materials that they're going to put in the game, like all the parts, all the vendors, all that has to be kind of lined up. They literally are looking for someone to basically probably just screw the freaking thing together. So I'm not sure like if quality would be better at one or the other, um, but if I, but here's my opinion on who I think it makes sense to make this game. And I think the company that should make Kingpin um, is American Pinball. And, and, and I think American Pinball has built up their line and their facility to the point where they now can make two games at once. Right, And so uh, they should, as I've been saying, they should look for a title like Kingpin, like the Big Lebowski, something that they know there's demand for, and they should get it on the other line. And I think it makes total sense. And I think for American Pinball to survive, they need to um, do something like this. I do. I don't think they're going to crush it. Um, with Oktoberfest. And, and, and I want to, I was going to do that later on in this show, but I want to talk about something someone said in, in that pinball podcast thread. Someone left the comment that I am butthurt by the incredible reception that Oktoberfest got when they revealed it at Expo. Okay, so part of me was like, wait, am, am I butthurt about this game? And also, like, did this game get this incredible reception that I must have missed somehow? Here's the thing. I just want to set the record straight. I, I, I literally, I, I also think some people out there um, criticize me as if I am um, hurting pinball companies. And I am, you know, this podcast exists to sort of try and take down pinball manufacturers. And, and I just want to say, I think that criticism of this show is total horseshit, right? I don't make your pinball machine, you do. You know, I'm talking to manufacturers right now, right? I don't make the decisions on layout or artwork or coding or animations, you do. Now, what you do as a manufacturer is you, it's all up to you. This podcast doesn't have any influence on that. But when you ask me to, to buy your product for $7,500 or $9,000 or $5,500 or $25, whatever the price is, $25,000, then it's my turn to tell you how I feel you did with your game because I'm the customer now and I'm allowed to review it and give my opinion of the game, right? And, and I think there's just this like pressure by some people in this hobby to just cheerlead every single new game that comes out, all right? So the only person who destroyed Highway Pinball was Andrew Highway. All I did was tell you to look out for what he was doing, 
right? The only people who sank the Big Lebowski and Dutch Pinball were Barry and Yop. They made those decisions. They Only they know the truth around ARA and why they, why they couldn't just charge more for the game to get ARA what ARA wanted. And now we have nothing. And we'll, that game will probably never come out, right? They made those decisions, not me. All right, I still love that game. All right, I still want a Big Lebowski. To the day I die, I want a Big Lebowski. All right, you know, only Mike at Homepin has himself to blame for all the stuff he does when he's yelling at customers and his decisions with Homepin. All right, so I am not rooting against Oktoberfest. It's just not exactly the theme I would have made. It's not exactly the art package I would have put in a game. Those aren't exactly the animations I think are good enough to be competitive in 2018. And here's the thing too. I think there's, you, people call me a hypocrite. I contradict myself. Here, here are the hypocrites. The real hypocrites are all the people on Pinside that cheerlead American Pinball's Oktoberfest. Yeah, Canada, look at it. You know, how does it feel now to eat crow on this game? They all cheerlead, but then if you ask them one question, one question, they always shut up real quick. You ask them, okay, cool, you love it. Did you order one? Are you going to buy one? And then all of a sudden it's crickets, all right? This game's not selling like hotcakes. They've got some work to do. They've got some work to do. I think they need to change a lot of the art. I think they need to improve the animations. And it's going to be really hard to sell. Now, look, is that fair of me? I think everything I've said about this game has been completely fair. All right? All right. And also, look, the other thing is this. Davil, Normal, Josh, Joe, the door is always open to come on the show and, and talk about the game. And, and I think it would help them. I, I really do. And, and, and it's not like... Anything I've said has been unfair. It's not like anything I've said hasn't been said 50 times over on Pinside. Someone else left feedback on that thread that said, I feel bad for everyone who's been a guest on his show. I feel bad. Really? You feel bad for George Gomez, Jersey Jack. You feel bad for Christopher Franchi, for Zombie Yeti, Josh Kugler, Blake. You feel bad for, for Neil McRae. You feel bad... Um, for all the great people who have been on this show, and I know I'm missing like you know Joe Joe Newhart, you know, we've had so many great guests. They've all had a good time on the show. Jerry from P3, you know. Look, I know I, I jab at these guys on, on on some of my episodes and with some of my you know silly movie quotes, but at the end of the day, right? I love that people are like he always says at the end of the day, <laughs> and one day it will actually be at the end of the day when you listen to this podcast. But, but you know that when we do interviews, it's only helped every single manufacturer when they've come on the show, and we enjoy doing it. So, and we will do many more. I mean, don't, don't for a minute think that people don't want to come on this show or won't come on this show, because they will if I ask, okay? All right. All right, let's go on. So over at Stern, um, Stern Beatles Pinball Machine is now getting reviews coming in. We, we've, we're seeing more people play it. It's on location. I think it's absolutely insanity that there's a diamond edition in Brooklyn that I can you know, play at any moment I want. Right? That's awesome. So here's like, I've been trying to read like what people are saying. Um, I think it's what you'd expect. The game is fast. The game is fun. Um, some people are saying the, the ball times are short. But I'm also hearing there's not much depth to the game. And are we surprised by that? I mean, there's not a lot 
on the play field, there can't be too much to do. It's more about being an art piece. It's more about the music. It's more about the memorabilia sort of aspect to the game. All right. Nobody expected this game to be like a completely like super deep like game with tons of like wizard modes and depth and hours and hours of hours of things to do. Like there's just not enough in the game to actually make it a game like that. Um, but as we've said from the very beginning, this has always been a game for more casual pinheads that are into Beatles. They designed this game more for the Beatles fan than the diehard pinball fanatic, all right? But people are enjoying it. It's still, I, I still think it's overpriced. I do. And then, again, that's like, I also heard people say, like, I shield the Beatles. I didn't shield the Beatles. What I did say was I understood why Stern made this game to be a throwback and people that were expecting something else, I think we're, 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 we're missing the whole point of the design direction of this game. Now, from there, I think the Beatles gold should be like $6,000. And I think the, the, you know, the platinum edition should be like 7500 to eight, And I think the diamond should be like, whatever, 10 to 12 not 25 But again, again, I understand why they're doing it the way they're doing it. Those two high-end editions are just gifts to the distributors who move Stern's product all the time. All right. Now, there's also a rumor that Munster's Pro is on the line. Do you believe that? I kind of do. The, in, the early rumors that I heard, the early speculation was that the Munsters would be revealed in mid-December. Look at your calendar, people. It's mid-December. I, I actually think you might see the Munsters revealed this week. I heard it was like the week of the 17th, so we'll see. We'll see, but if the pros are on the line and they're going to be shipping them soon overseas, that does mean that they have to reveal it soon, right? <laughs> because you know, once you've got stuff out in the warehouse and on the line, the chances of like a photo happening, and you know Stern loves to do their videos from the show floor, and they also just always reveal a game like when it's being produced. Like that's pretty much um, how they run their business, and it's also why Stern is kind of fucking awesome on some level, right? Is that when you first see the game, it is already being manufactured, like literally already being manufactured. That's incredible. That's the way to do pinball. All right. All right. Speaking of that, I'll jump to spooky. Where is Alice Cooper's Nightmare Castle? Like, where is it? What? It is mid-December. I feel like every week I, I, I go into the spooky thread and I want to see unboxings. I really just want to see people get these games and play the games and give feedback on the games. And I just don't know why it's taking so long. Uh, maybe they've been articulating the delay on, on their podcast, but I, I really think people are, are probably antsy at this point but but i also think that people who go in on these spooky games they kind of know what they're in for they, they don't expect it, it to come out immediately um, but i do think that the delay on alice cooper is unfortunate and i hope they get the game on the line soon all right speaking of on the line jersey jack pinballs pirates of the caribbean collector's edition is on the line and we know this because they shared photos um, it, i believe it's on jersey jack's facebook page and I believe the photos are now on This Week in Pinball's website. Go look at them. If you're in on a collector's edition, you can go see the barnacles. They're the brighter green. 
the 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 original collector's edition that Jack brought around like a year ago had more of a, a muted sort of darker brownish green almost looked more like it came from underwater <laughs> um but here's the thing here's the thing i think people are like i don't like it or i like it i actually think the brighter green barnacles match the artwork better and i think when you see it from more of a distance you're going to like them more um, it's also difficult to make something like barnacles look good because by nature a barnacle is pretty fucking ugly, right? Oh, wait, I'm not supposed to curse. Someone said he curses too much, too. No, that's not going to change, Chico. Okay, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do Tony for you. All right, so I actually think, like, the barnacles on the game, not what I would have done. You know, I'm not a fan of the squid guy's face. I think it's kind of ugly to stare at that ugly face all day long. You know how I feel. I think Jack should have made the Black Pearl edition. He should have had... The huge black pearl on the side of the cabinets, it would have matched perfectly with the topper. Um, but I'll say this too. Why do I keep saying, but I'll say this and I say it. Oh man, I'm, I'm falling into my own bad habits, right? I, I think the collector's editions for Jersey Jack pinball machines have, have been misses to date. But I also think that Willy Wonka and Toy Story are going to sell out of their collector's editions because they're themes that people absolutely want to have. Because remember, the only games where Jack has done collector's editions on have been Dialed In and Pirates of the Caribbean, two themes that most people don't really love, right? These aren't games that you've been waiting for. These aren't themes you've been lusting after. And I think because of that, they're, you know, even if Stern made LEs on those two themes, they probably wouldn't sell out, right? So that's been Jack's problem. I don't, I don't really think the price points the issue with his LE, his LEs in the, in the in the sense of the collector's editions. I think he just hasn't had a collector's edition based on a theme people really want. Now I'm also here to tell you the news, and we keep going back and forth on this. But I heard this from one of Jersey Jack's distributors. The next title is Willy Wonka. All right, I thought it was Toy Story. I thought Pat Games, Pat's game was next. This might even indicate that Pat is working on Willy Wonka as well. Uh, would kind of make sense if you think about it. Uh, I don't know, maybe Pat and Eric are tag teaming on Willy Wonka. Uh, if I was Jack, I would probably just have Pat kind of design everything. He, the guy designs incredible games and the flow of Dialed In is amazing. Everything about Dialed In's design is great. It's just the theme, right? So I'm hearing Willy Wonka is next. I'm also hearing that it will most likely be a TPF, which makes the window to sell Pirates of the Caribbean really, really short. I'm not sure we're going to see it at TPF. I, 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 I can't imagine Jack is going to do this again to us. And what I mean by that is if he shows Willy Wonka at TPF, is he really going to be able to ship us those games in a month or two after it? I just, I can't imagine that's going to be the case. They have never proven they can ramp up a line that quickly after a reveal, all right? The other thing that makes me be like, oh, Jack, you did it again, is if Wonka is next, that means that Jersey Jack will miss the release of Toy Story 4 in movie theaters in the summer of 2019, which would be fucking stupid to miss that whole thing. If you're making a Toy Story game, why would you miss 
having your game ready for that milestone within the franchise. So again, I don't understand it. It's not about assets because video games that are based on movies that are coming out around the same time, they get access to all the things they need to make the game based on the film. It's 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 called non-disclosure agreements. It's 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 it can be done. It can be done. All right. All right. So we'll see what happens over at Jersey Jack. The other thing real quick is just when you look at the thread, all the people putting Mylar down on Pirates of the Caribbean. At what point does a pinball playfield look stupid because there's Mylar everywhere? Like Mylar this, Mylar that. My, like literally, I, I don't understand. Literally, it makes, I, I, that's the other thing people keep saying, I say literally a lot. All right, I'm gonna catch myself on these things. I don't understand why they can't figure out a way to just give the collectors what they want. Nobody wants to see their playfield deteriorate or chip. There's one great solution. It's a playfield protector. The other solution is to think about a new way to make pinball playfields. I think printing the artwork on uh, some sort of plexi or clear plastic that goes over the wood is is an innovation people should look into. I know that Thunderbirds has, but I think the Thunderbirds art is on the top of the plexi, which people are like, won't that wear through? I might be wrong on that. I, I need to fact check that. But anyway, anyway, Mylar everywhere on this game. Don't understand it. Don't understand it. All right. There is an alien pinball for sale for $11,500. This gentleman has an SE and an LE alien. He is selling his SE for $11,500. Now, what's crazy about that is that's almost double the price of what Alien SCs were if you bought it from Highway Pinball. But here's the thing, most people who wanted to buy it from Highway Pinball couldn't because the company went under. The other reason why this game is climbing in value, other than the, the scarcity of them, is the fact that Alien Pinball has probably one of the most passionate and dedicated communities surrounding the game and what these people are doing is incredible if you go into the thread these people are making the led boards they're basically fixing all of the issues that andrew highway built into the game and creating spare parts now that is the key with any limited game where the company is no longer around you will not want to own it if it's a headache because you can't get access to parts, they're making those parts and they're making stuff more bulletproof. And I think that's great. And I think that's a reason why people are going to um, want this game because they can own it without having a lot of frustration. Now, will prices keep climbing? Because that's a lot. It hasn't sold yet for 11500 Like that's a lot of money. I think the prices of this game will be high. I, I, I don't think that's a, an astronomical price to ask for Alien, and mainly because people love Alien as a theme. Now, here's the thing. I think prices on this game will stay very high until one thing happens, and this one thing should happen. Alien Pinball should be made by another manufacturer. It is a theme that people love. It is a perfect theme for pinball. It has never been given the proper pinball justice. And I think 
Uh, it deserves it. And I know it would sell like hotcakes. And if you're listening to me, American Pinball, if you're listening, Stern, if you're listening, uh, Chicago Gaming Company, if you're listening, Spooky, whoever it is, you should go make an alien pinball machine. And you should go get Sigourney Weaver in it. And you should like knock it out of the park. And I think you would. I think this theme is awesome. You know, I've always said it. Like, I think the game has amazing sound, the highway version. I, the layout to me, though, doesn't do anything for me. I also think the game is hugely lacking in, in toys and features and mechanisms. I, I think it is. And the one big Xeno head in it doesn't really work well. You look at those movies, you could make so much more cool shit happen in an alien pinball machine. Uh, and also the artwork is so fucking bad on it. Let's, we all agree on that. It is like one of the most piss poor artistic games ever made. Literally the epitome of drag and drop crap. And we know that Andrew was lying to us that they could have had uh, a hand-drawn game with like Geiger style artwork that everyone would love. Imagine Zombie Yeti doing an alien pinball game. Incredible. All right. So we'll see if that day comes one day. But I, I if, if I'm Jersey Jack, if I'm Stern, if I'm anyone, I know already that there's a theme out there that needs the right justice and if you went to to fox and said look like it like the first attempt at making this game was crap everyone knows it we're 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 a pinball company that's that's reliable that will get it done let's get it done i'm sure they would be fine with making another alien and that's the other thing who says that you can't remake a theme that's already been out there like if i'm jersey jack i would have just remade lord of the rings I would have made my own version of the original movies people like. There's no rule against making another version of a pin based on a property people love. There absolutely is no rule in that. So it is funny, sometimes the mentality of, well, it's already been done before, so we shouldn't do it again. And you know who's going to break that rule pretty soon? Jersey Jack with Guns N' Roses. And it's going to be awesome that we get a modern version with modern sound of Guns N' Roses. I think, I think it's incredible. I'm super excited for that. All right. Anything else? Um, let's see. Multimorphic. I just put here that the last post on Pinside just around Multimorphic was 15 days ago. So I'm just curious what's going on in the Multimorphic world. Are people getting these games? I'm going to hit Jerry up and ask him. Um, but I think they need to do something to breathe new life into the games themselves. I always thought that, you know, Jerry, he reached for the stars with this platform. He really needs internet connectivity. To, to, I think that needs to be the key because when those games are next to each other and you're playing against people at shows, it's super fun. But I don't want to have to buy two of them. I, I, I think if he can make it so the games can talk to each other and connect to each other, I think he's on to something. And, and I think we will see a, a day in which pinball machines can be connected. Now, what the other people don't get, when I hear like people complain about internet connectivity, right? It's not about playing these machines in tournament mode to get high score, right? That's that's it's like people are so short-minded in this hobby. They think everything just has to be about getting a high score and playing in pinball tournaments. No. You if if games were connected, okay, let let me just use Batman for example. If games were connected, you could do a, a versus mode 
I'm playing against someone else in Batman, right? And our machines are connected. I'm not, we're not just each playing the, the game the way it, it came from the factory with the, its original code and it's just my score versus your score. But imagine a game in which our machines are connected and what I do in my machine can actually change what's happening in your machine. So I could, I could, I could basically get control over the crane and I could be moving it in your game, but I'm controlling it for my game. And I can be moving the crane using the flipper buttons back and forth, back and forth. That would be fun, right? You could actually give the other game the ability to take over the other person's game. Again, the, you have to start thinking about it differently and how a versus mode would work in pinball versus just high score. All right. All right. So I'm just saying, I hope to see a day where that is incorporated into pinball moving forward. And I think the, the, it starts to get really exciting. And when you think about these games could actually do more than just be about high score. Okay. You can still do scoring, but there's a lot going on that could happen that could open up a whole new world of enjoyment in pinball. Because I enjoy that game that Jerry has where you know, one game sends balls into the other game and, and you have to like hit the, the colored squares. It's super fun. It's super addictive. I literally, I have more fun playing that than a lot of these modern games that I, you know, that apparently I have to love or else I'm a negative podcast. <laughs> All right, everyone, this has been episode 289 of Canada's pinball podcast. Thank you once again for listening to the show, for deciding this is the pinball podcast for you. Uh, you know, I really, really appreciate it. And I, I can't tell you how much it means to me that so many of you went into that thread and admitted that you listen and love this show. I know it's hard on that, on that forum. It's really easy to hate me. It's really easy to call me names, to, to make personal attacks about me, to call me a narcissist, an egomaniac, a sociopath. I've heard it all. I've heard it all. You know, If I was that terrible person... Do you think anyone would listen to the show? I think deep down you guys all appreciate what I do. I am a good person. I've had some bad days. I probably shouldn't, you know, do podcast after drinking. You're right. We won't. All right. We're going to keep it. We're going to keep it uh, together as we go into 2019. But I want to thank each and every one of you. Have a wonderful week. Hopefully you get Munsters revealed this week or early next We'll be back with more interviews and more great shows very soon, everyone. Have a good day. In the middle of the pouring rain.